Welcome back to Fold in the Cheese. It's your boy K Troll on the mic today. And we are recapping Championship Weekend. We had a couple of epic games, one that was close, one that was not. Um, but alas, I am joined today, very special guest in his Wake Forest pullover. I'm joined today by the Trent Strickland to my Chris Paul. Visser trying to drop it down low. Tough catch by Williams. Eric in traffic. Follow by Strickland. Whoa. Ethan Gelfan, what is happening? Just call me T-Bug. I prefer T-Bug. T-Bug, jumping out of the building, yes. dunking all over everybody. Um, yeah, no, I didn't, we, didn't have a, we didn't have a pairing today. And since I'd been interacting with our, our friend Trent on Facebook <laughs> this morning, I thought you're wearing your Wake Forest pullover. Trent Strickland, for those of you that don't know, you all know Chris Paul, I'm sure, because he's an NBA superstar, Hall of Famer, one of the best point guards of all time. Trent Strickland played on the same team as him uh, at Wake Forest. And Trent was a small forward and athlete, man. He could, as you I said, mean, jump out jumping of the out of the building. Still one of the most iconic pictures from our time there was uh, when we were playing Indiana in the Big Ten ACC Challenge at home. We had busted out those new gold uniforms. I think it was, I want to say, maybe your, soft, your freshman year, actually. And uh, Chris lobbed it up to him for an alley-oop and he's literally like hanging on it sideways. Like he's literally horizontal to the ground after the dunk. Uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll throw in the YouTube clip cause it's still there. Uh, one yeah. Of insane. Kind of yeah. This dude, um, we had different people that were known for different things. We had a couple of three point assassins. We had a wild card. We had rebound <laughs> machine. We had everything. A Vetus wild card, by the way. <laughs> oh, I thought you were calling Trent the wild card. Cause he was no, wild no. card too. No, Trent couldn't shoot for the first couple of years, but then he got better at shooting and it became like a pretty, pretty good all around player. But Trent could jump out of the building. And, and so if you wanted someone to throw down like a thunderous dunk, that was your guy. Yeah. I mean, he, he had hops for days. So then he just had the glue guy of uh, Jamal Levy. Jamal Levy was like a, was like a Rodman. He was like a rebound machine slash defender. Everything. Yeah, yeah. He was, he was incredible. Man. Those are the days, how did, man. How did we not win? <laughs> like, how did we not win at all? That's, I think that's, you know what? What's nice about that though is when we didn't win at all with those two teams, which are arguably the most talented and best teams Wake Forest has ever had, save for the Tim Duncan and Randolph Childress years, because those were beastly too. Yeah, but that's really just like two guys, you know. They got to the Elite Eight. We didn't get to the Elite Eight. I know because the Tim Duncan was that that good. <laughs> but I'm saying like this team, I would I would argue had like. More like depth, top more to bottom around goodness, yes. Top to bottom, better team, right? You may not have had Duncan. You know, we had Chris Paul as a guard versus a, a center or forward. But either way, like for us to not win then, you're kind of thinking like that That kind of set the tone for the rest of my life. So I don't have to worry as much anymore. When they get in the tournament, I have no expectations. True. This team does not, they do not win championships. Yeah. And so as good as they could be at any given time, and they've been number one in the country, they've had the number one recruiting class, they've had the number one recruit, they've had everything. Um. Don't have to worry about it anymore because I just <laughs> know good. come tournament time, it ain't going to happen. We've curbed, we've curbed our expectations, yes. After that all-star stack team did not win either one of the years. But granted, the first year, Chris was a freshman, so that was, that was a lot to ask. Second year, we should have. It was literally yeah. laid out for us, and we, we blew it. But uh, yes, what was uh, – shoot, what was I just about to say about that team? Um, you have a lot of stories. For those of you that don't do. know, he has a lot of stories from that team. He was on the bus every single game. He was in the locker room every single game. He's a manager for the team. He knows all these players, the coaches. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. But, I mean, if you just look, what was so crazy about that team is just the depth. I mean, when you have a Teron Downey, who was a starting point guard his entire career until Chris got there, he came off the bench. 
And, oh, yep. this is what I was going to say. What uh, Chris was a, a generational talent, still is, still doing great in the NBA and always getting old and losing a step, but still great. Uh, but what, and I think we've talked, you and I have talked about this multiple times. What annoyed me in college is that he could have taken over a game anytime he wanted. He could have dropped 30 to 40 every game, but he didn't. He was a very selfless player. He wanted to get other people involved and he was a great, you know, he, one of the top assist guys in the country, all that stuff. And so, you know, I think he averaged in his career at Wake maybe 16, 17 points, probably like eight, nine assists, three steals, whatever. But then, you know, you see him rookie year in the NBA, he's averaging 18, second year in the NBA, he's up to 20. I'm like, Damn it, man. Like, <laughs> there have been so many times you could have just taken over whenever you wanted, and he didn't. And again, it speaks to his selfless nature. It's the team and, and all that. But I just wish he had more of those games because don't don't get it twisted there were games in college where he said yeah. you know what just give me the ball i'm gonna win this for us i think there was a duke game a couple times where he did that at home uh and and multiple other ones but i just whatever yeah. he wanted he could have done it and i don't know why he didn't you uh, saw him as a as a fan in the stands i would tell you and you you were in the huddles and hear what they're talking like what they're scheming up and all that so you probably know what he's saying versus what coaches are saying or whatever as a fan we would watch him and there would absolutely be those moments when he you could tell he was pissed. He's like, all right, fine. And he would take the inbound and he would go faster than every person on the court, slicing through every single player and just lay it up for what looked like the easiest full court layup you've ever <laughs> seen. And you're like, yeah, let's do that every time. You know? Let's do that every time. And he was yeah. never frustrated. It was never like inconsistent where he was like frustrated. Like, where, where's that great play again? Because he was always great. Mm -hmm. He just never, to your point, he didn't always just like take over like we thought he we all knew he could. I mean, he's right. very clearly the best player on the court in every court he played on. And you're just like and you see it in flashes, you know, maybe a couple times a game or every other game or whatever. You just see him absolutely dominate everybody. And then, of course, you see in the NBA like he has that 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 little pull up jumper floater thing was like teardrop thing. It's like the most unstoppable shot in the NBA for years. Yeah. And you're just like this guy's like five ten, you know, maybe. <laughs> And, and he's out there just dropping over the top of every single center in the league. Every Everyone who's stepping up to help, he's burning past every guard. You give yep. him a pick and he's gone. Like, he was unstoppable with that. And yeah, then I the alley-oops, of course. Like I was going to say, his vision, too, was just spectacular. And, I mean, he yeah. was a thief, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. As I said, generational talent. We were lucky to have him for two years. Uh, wish we could have had him for more. We could have used him at least one more, at least my yeah. senior year. That would have been great. But uh, no, <laughs> but no. he's like, I'm going to go make me some money. But hey, I, think I remember everyone saying that. And I don't know if this is true. You can probably confirm or deny. I remember it was like the end of our soph my sophomore year because I'm the same class as him. End of my sophomore year, I remember people saying like, oh, yeah, I saw him rolling around the uh, rolling around campus in like a Mercedes that had his initials etched in the headrest or something. And I was like, hey, he's gone. <laughs> he's gone. That I, I cannot. I don't know. But when I knew he was gone is, uh, you know, so after the season's over, uh, after you lose in the tournament or whatever, you get a couple weeks off. And then really you come right back in for uh, off-season workouts. So I was in the gym and uh, I was there early for whoever's workout I was working. And Chris was in there, um, but it wasn't his workout day or it wasn't his workout time. And uh, he was working with one of the coaches and he was just pulling uh, NBA threes. And so I was like, okay <laughs> okay there it is so there we go my first telltale sign like yeah he ain't coming back yeah because he was not he was not like that wasn't his game necessarily he could shoot he was a he was a really he good shooter. shooter 
But yeah, he was he, mid-range. He could shoot the three. He was a high percentage, but he didn't yeah. take that many. He didn't take that many. Yeah. He he right. could absolutely shoot it. You never you were never worried when he when he shot one up, but that wasn't right. his game necessarily. Especially but, when you have a Justin Gray, you have, you know, those guys who Teron Downey. Teron Downey. Shoot yeah. those, like those are their Vetus every third game. Vetus Danalus every third game would, would Man, be like on Vetus. fire. Love the guy. Still follow him on Facebook. He wishes me a happy birthday every year, which is great. He he's he's jarring jelly or something, right? Jellies or honey, something that he's made. Love him to death. And what's so crazy is like he was so good his freshman, sophomore years, like legit X factor. And then, man, he just took a like a dive. And then he just said, you're right. He became a wild card because you could get a Venus game where he had 28 points, 10 rebounds, he hit like four threes. But then you get a Venus game where he shot one for nine, four points, two rebounds. I guess. Was there anything going on with his psyche? I have to know. Like, was there anything in the locker room where you just mean, like he's he's got he's got in his own head? Like he used to be a well, star. He was the other guys came and now he's like freaked out. Mentally, not the strongest. Uh, he was very swayed by emotion and and streaks and stuff like that. He also did put on a little weight. I want to say in between junior or his sophomore and junior year. Uh, that that made it a little bit, but it wasn't too much. Um, they probably yeah. want him to be because he's a tall guy. They probably want him to be down in the post more and be a better post. Well, he's your I mean, he's lit from Lithuania, so he was a classic, <clears throat> yeah. excuse me, European player that yeah. a big guy who likes to play on the outside. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to go bang down low. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to go with Eric Williams down there and the Sheldon Williams. But he's six ten. You know, like you need him down there at some point. You know, or six nine or whatever. Like you need him down there. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, anyway. y'all. I don't know if anyone listening to this gives any care at all about. Oh, this, they do. These were fascinating basketball <laughs> times. These were. This was the era, by the way, of JJ Redick, of yeah. Sean May, and Sean McCants, and you know, all, Raymond like, Felton. Raymond Felton. There's some. There were some really good basketball teams at this time. Illinois. The ACC alone. I mean, the ACC was a truly dominant conference at that time. It wasn't even close. It wasn't uh, even close. Yeah. Yeah. Julius Hodge. Tim Pickett, that guy. fastest player alive. Screw Julius Hodge. Screw so, Julius Hodge. That's right. What a, dirt uh, a lot of hatred for a lot of players. But there were some great players that came to the ACC at that time and are still playing the league and uh, took over the league. So, alas, here we are talking basketball on an NFL championship weekend <laughs> recap episode. Let's get to the games, Let's shall do we? This. Let's get to the games. Eagles 49ers. It's the outcome I expected, but not the way I expected. It. I was say, not nearly the way you expected. Nor, I mean, so once Purdy goes down, <laughs> you're like, you're going to their fourth string. You're done. Like, I'm sorry, you you struck lightning in a bottle for with Purdy for eight weeks. You yep. ain't doing it twice. I mean, Josh Johnson to hit. I mean, to his credit, this dude's been bouncing around the league. There was four years he wasn't in the league. He's been back. I mean, your perennial backup you're thrust into an unwinnable situation and you yeah. know he was not good as expected and then of course he gets concussed he gets knocked out i, I mean i watched that play i was like i saw him get up kind of woozy and i was watching my father-in-law and uh he's like oh they got to get purdy back in here or something and i was like i i think he just got knocked out i think he's gonna have to come back <laughs> i think someone's because they're talking about christian mccaffrey and he's like well they, they don't need mccaffrey they got this guy here and i'm like no i think they're talking about him because he looked woozy coming up, and I think they just got called in from the yeah, sideline, from the, from the booth, that they're like, you know, you need to check him out. And I was like, hey, he's not coming back. And Dominic Sue just pancaked him. <laughs> it was nasty. 
Yeah. And um, so the fact that Purdy comes back in with what we now known as a torn UCL, which I mean, for those not familiar with the elbow like ligaments and all that, <clears throat> when you hear baseball, that's that's Tommy John surgery, and that's where you're out for essentially almost a year and a half. So for him to come back, I mean, they had no other option. They had to <clears throat> put him back in there. He was okay to come back in, but it was like, no, you you have to. Yeah. Uh, so torn UCL. Would... I had I had not heard that yet. I hadn't followed up on it to find out, but he um he could only throw a screen pass. He could only throw it about five or six yards. And so I mean, obviously the Eagles were dominant in the win, and even when Grant, I know Purdy was only out in the second series, so it's disappointing because I, to your credit, you know the Eagles were the better team overall. Uh, I think I was just getting a little high hopes with the Niners, hoping they could do it, but I would have liked to see a healthy game. Uh, it's the Eagles are like, we don't care. We won. We crushed them. That's all that matters. They're going to the Super Bowl. Uh, from a fan's perspective, I would have liked to have seen what a, a, a healthy Brock Purdy, ironically enough, uh, yeah. how that would have fared. I agree. Uh, the, and the and result, end result probably would have been the same. But I think uh, that um, they would have scored more, no doubt. They would have scored right. more than seven points. But um, I, I just think that when they played really good defenses, when the 40, so the 49ers got in this weird streak where they were putting up like 30 plus points every yeah. game. And you're like, dang, this is not the Niners are usually like a grinded out, you know, 18 to 12 kind of kind of winning team. They were just cruising yeah. until that Cowboys game and the Cowboys game when they win like 18, 18 to 12 or whatever it was, they won that game with a lower score. It made me realize, like, okay, if they play another really good defense, it's going to have to be low scoring for them to win because that offense as good as those skill players are, I think we saw what Purdy can do, like what his limits are. And he was a great game manager in that Cowboys game, but he wasn't carving them up. He wasn't, he didn't throw a single touchdown. He wasn't good enough to beat an elite defense. And I thought the Eagles had an elite defense. And so here we are in a second elite defense because the Eagles scored 31. I think there's no chance Oh no. no matter what Purdy had done, there's no chance San Francisco was putting up 31 on that defense. Right. That defense came with their ears pinned back and they were fired up and, and they, they're, they're rounding into form at just the right time. So yeah, I don't think they he would have put up 31. Now I think they would have put up 17, maybe, <laughs> you know, it might've been like 31, 17. It would have right. been a respectable loss. Maybe the Eagles pull away at the end or something, but the Eagles came out and just flat stomped them. I mean, well, both lines of scrimmage, they were in charge. Yeah. And, and to your point, I mean, talking about defenses, the, 49ers defense was top two in the entire league the entire year. And so for the Eagles to come in and do that, you talk about giving up 31 points. When was the last time the 49ers had given up 31 points? So, I mean, that's just another testament to the Eagles offense and Jalen Hurts and, and running that offense and, and all the weapons they have. So that, that kind of silenced some critics there. Cause again, everyone's touting the 49ers defense, 49ers defense, like that's their backbone. That's what's carried them throughout the season, which it truly has. Yep. And uh, for the Eagles to come in and do that, I don't think that's getting talked about enough. Obviously, everyone's talking about the injuries. You know, George Kittle says, of course, I'm disappointed. It's I don't know, I'll, I'll use better language, but basically saying, like, it sucks when you don't have a quarterback. Yeah. Um, but I, as you just mentioned, I don't know if that would have necessarily made the difference. Now, granted, Eagles were given some more short field scenarios because of their defense and forcing turnovers yep. and stuff like that. But again, they're still putting up those points. And I mean, Miles Sanders, I mean, they all stepped up. Uh, yeah, so it was. It, they did not have a problem moving the ball against San Francisco, which was yeah. the biggest surprise of all. I thought this would be a lower scoring game, unless you know, like this Eagles team. This was a big test for them too, because they everyone's been talking about their soft schedule and yeah, they shouldn't be the 
you know, they're not a, they're a week one seed or whatever. Like they've they've made it in, but they haven't beat anybody good, whatever. So you're you're curious to find out if the offense is as good as it has performed all season. Is it is it that good? Can it against same question against an elite defense? They ran all over them. I mean, they yeah. ran all over them. They're they'd have like eight minute drives. I remember one drive right before halftime, and I'm sitting there thinking like they had the ball. It was like seven or eight minutes. They're just moving the chains, moving the chains. And, of course, San Francisco's committing penalties, too, so they're mm-hmm. shooting themselves in the arm, in the foot. But they're sitting here just, I don't know, shoot wherever. Shoot like, no, you're right. It's foot. <laughs> ah, my arm again. Ah, oh, damn it. Whatever. Ah, oh, shot my arm again. I can not I can only do that once because then I can't use yeah, my arm. My other arms hurt. Um, but they're moving the ball, moving the ball, moving the ball, and they just kept moving the chains. And you're just like, they're just yeah. grinding it out, man. They're they're imposing their will. And that, that takes a toll on the defense psychologically and physically you're just getting beat up at the line of scrimmage oh yeah and those running backs i mean they, they they now all of a sudden have like a two-headed monster between miles sanders and kenneth gainwell is carving people too and you're kind of like dang no boston scott's about to get a goal line touchdown so on. then you've always got to worry about Jalen. you know yeah. who is still injured i mean you could tell he's injured he took one hit he was rolling he was running to the left as a design run and then he got kind of crunched and you're like ooh, and you could tell it hurt yeah. well, they ran him design run like three more plays in a row and i was just thinking he does doing? not want to be running right now. Yeah. <laughs> he just got crunched. Um, but I think it's the same drive he ran touchdown. He ended up punching the touchdown in. Um, well, but I, I I just think the Eagles offense looked legit. You know, it they did. looked it kind of it definitely silenced any critics they had about the offense. And I mean the overall team. I mean, that was literally a complete package they showed. And uh, you know, you talked about the long drives when you're going eight, nine minutes, those are just backbreakers for the opposing defense. And then when you have an offense that's not able to move, I mean, you talked about the one at the end of the half. So then they scored four and a half ball back, second play, fumble. <laughs> so then the Eagles get the ball right back. The four and defense back on the field. Granted, it was what twenty yards. They had to go to get another touchdown. But I mean, yeah, those it was all Eagles from the get go. Healthy Purdy or not, they earned their shot to the Super Bowl, <laughs> no question. What's funny is. Um... I I said to my uh, father-in-law, he's like, oh, they, they really need to get Purdy back in there. I wonder if he's going to come back. They have no shot if he didn't come back. And I was like, this guy, Josh Johnson, like he's a competent backup. He's been in the league a long time. He's he's not going to be as good, but he's he's going to be able to move the ball and he'll, he'll be able to run their offense. It's a very quarterback-friendly offense. And I mean, as soon as I said that, he fumbles oh. a snap. And he's, <laughs> he's like, good timing well, on that. <laughs> well, I'm going to be on that, uh, that call there. And I was like, yep, yep. except for that. Uh, here's, what uh, I, yeah. here's the last point I make about the Niners. And as soon as the game ended, I was just like, man, I, I know the media is just going to jump straight to like, what if Brock Purdy hadn't got injured and they were seven, 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 you know, and like, whatever, like he, I, I hate that for the Eagles, but I think that's going to, it's going to continue to be a chip on their shoulder. They're like, are you serious? Now you're still giving an asterisk because he got hurt. It's like, what would have happened? Amazing. Brock Purdy would have kept them. It's like, we crushed them, you know? Yeah. So I hate that for the Eagles, but I do think it's going to give them motiv- motivation in the Super Bowl. I, honestly, I don't know if that's I, – I don't. I feel like that's not as much of the chatter just because of what they did to the Niners' defense. And I know that on the flip side, they'll say, well, it's because the Niners' defense was tired. They were out there the whole time because of all the turnovers. They couldn't run the, move the offense. But I, I see some of that chatter. I just – I don't think it's going to be as much just because of what the offense was able to do and just how well-run they looked. I mean – they they earn their spot regardless. Yeah. <laughs> One guy, uh, I'll tell you this: when I was at the bus stop yesterday with the Ooh. bus stop moms, another bus stop dad was out there. Hey, he was a uh, former semi-pro hockey player, and so <laughs> it was interesting. He's like, he's Canadian. He's like, I don't know much about football, but I did watch the games, and he's an athlete. 
and he's like talking about one, one thing he said I thought was very poignant, which was the 49ers lost their composure. When Purdy went out, they lost their composure. And uh, and he and it, he didn't say it like he knew it. He was just like that was that was my perception. And I was like, man, that's that's actually I think exactly what? that's exactly what happened. You know, the quarterback goes out, they're they're scrambling, they're trying to figure out, and all of a sudden the rest of the team just fell completely flat. Yeah, defense well, started like, missing plays, penalties, all that kind of stuff. You're just like they just in their head they're just like shit. We can't win without a quarterback. You know, <laughs> you were about to say Brock Purdy, like a quarterback. Well, a, we got a, Trent Williams just throwing people to the ground. That's uh, yeah, that as well. That was funny. That was funny. Yikes. So yes, Eagles have earned their birth to said Super Bowl. They're in. They're in. They're in. Um, Bengals Chiefs game. I mean, that was a different story. I mean, that oh, was exactly the game we thought it would be coming Brian down to the out. wire. Yeah. And um, man, I, I, we both, we both said it. So I'm not trying to take credit or anything, but like, I was, I was nervous about this. I mean, I was nervous. You, Mahomes just, he has, he's found a way to win. He's they a don't want to hear this whole Burrowhead thing. You knew that was going to be a motivator. It was stupid to bring that, that up. Them. And you just knew like they're, they're going to come out with everything they've got. And if the Bengals can weather that, then they are worthy. And if they can't, no fault of their own, but this team has their back against the wall at a home AFC championship, fifth straight home AFC championship. You're going to try and tell them they can't win. Yeah, man. I I'm done doubting. I'm done doubting this team for sure. Oh yeah. I mean, but also, and again, I'll just say on the other side, the fact that the, the Bengals did weather it because it was, you know, Granted, it wasn't like a huge knockout punch in the beginning. It wasn't just straight knocks them out, but they went behind 10. It was 13 to three. Uh, you know, they they would chip back, got a field goal here, got a field. The fact that the Bengals actually had a chance to win this game is tied 20 to 20. And two minutes, Bengals get the ball and they're, you know, deep in their own territory. But you just had that. I had at least I did. I was like, "Oh my gosh, he's going to do this again." This is the drive. He's, he's this is Montana on the drive. This is the one the field and kick a field goal at the buzzer or whatever it's going to be. But this is it, and this is where he gets cement. His legacy gets cemented. This is where he gets an, a bust in Cincinnati already, at a bronze, at a gold, <clears> at a diamonds, whatever it may be. And um, it looked like it was going to be that they got to what the forty-five or something, and then they stalled out. And then so you think, all right, Kansas City still has two timeouts. They had 45 seconds, I want to say. And uh, at that point, they probably like, up, oh, game over. Like, they're going to get this. It's not quite. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. They did it with like 13 seconds against the Bills last year. Yeah. I was just like, that's too much time. That's too much time to give two timeouts to Patrick Mahomes. To, all he needs is a field goal. And that's it. Yep. Yep. So. Oh, I really, it would have been so storybook. And again, it's not like I really had a dog in this fight. I was just, I was hoping for a good game. I, yeah. I got nothing against either of these teams. They're both fun to watch, but yep. man, there was just something about that final bangle drive. I was like, this is going to be storybook. Amazing. A great story. Yep. And uh, didn't pan out. But again, great story on the other side. The fact that once again, Mahomes brings it down in no time and gets it at the buzzer. So. With his legs, of course, running yeah. the ball for a yeah. first down. Scrambling. And a crap penalty that was a penalty, and it, it sucks. Was. And the guy, I feel so bad for this dude who played his butt off all game and cost him the game. And you see I mean, there's, like, 
There's video in the locker room of, you know, going to the locker room and veteran players are yelling about it. And I'm just like, y'all should know, y'all should know well enough that it doesn't ever come down to one play like that. But that wasn't, and that's the thing. Mahomes got the first down. They were on the 38. There was still time on the clock. Like, yeah, that wasn't it. They were already within basically field goal range. Like, while that basically sealed it. That did That's see not it. like it was the reason they lost. And again, you never say you lose a game because of one play. Yeah. But to say like it's all because of that, that's why they were able to get – no, they were already in range with a first down. Yeah, with a first so. down. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It was it was inevitable, honestly. But I feel bad for that kid because he's he's a second-year player. Played a great game. The Kansas City defense, I think you got to give a lot that's of credit to them, fun. man. That defensive line is nasty. Oh my gosh! The I mean, secondary was banged up. They they showed the list. I saw. Man, I wish I'd saved it. There was a tweet about the list of the Kansas City rookies and how they performed in this game, and it was awesome. It was man. like Isaiah Pacheco, eighty-five total yards from scrimmage, like led the running backs from scrimmage. Sky Moore had that clutch punt return. Punt return, man. He returned all the way to like the fifty. You know, yeah. on that big after that Bengals drive, and he had a couple of catches too whenever all the Chiefs receivers are getting injured. Juju goes yeah. down. Kadarius Tony goes down. He had no one to throw to. So Sky Moore steps in and plays pretty well. Then they had these corners who did a tip drill interception. There was a couple pass blocks, uh pass broken up. George yeah. Karloftis is a rookie on the defensive line. He had a sack. Like they had all these rookies and it was just like dang these guys all balled out. You know they yeah. really did, which is awesome to see uh, for a Chiefs team that's already loaded to get Guys like that to is have the defense stepping up like that. But I think yeah. what, what you were talking about with the defensive line, they were getting pressure on Burrow all night. I mean, yep. I, I don't remember how many sacks they had total, but you could see they were just getting in that backfield and he didn't have as much time. He didn't. I mean, I know he already has one of the quicker releases in the game, but rightfully so because of his offensive line. Yeah. But the fact that the Chiefs are Chris Jones. Holy crap. I mean, Chris Jones is the man. That's that a reason why man. he's getting paid. But, uh, yeah, I think that was honestly, I think that was the biggest X factor was the pressure they were able to get on Burrow. Obviously, had a couple of interceptions, which is a little uncharacteristic for him uh, at this point in the season, but still. So, I mean, as you said, their defense stepped up. And uh, for everyone saying that the defense is the Achilles heel of this Chiefs team, it didn't seem like that at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, I feel like we mentioned that though, you know, because the Jaguars game, same thing. Like this team, these defensive players have played in the postseason. They know what it takes to win in the postseason. Yeah. They tend to step up in the postseason. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's a lower scoring game. You know, like it didn't surprise me that it was 23-20 at all because they they find a way to get this done. I, I'm kicking myself over not taking the over on the punts on the Gelfan gaggle because that's the one where I thought I was contradicting myself. You know, I was like, right. I, I even said it was wishful thinking there would be a shootout, but I'm saying you're talking about how both of these defenses have they know how to play better in the in the playoffs and then uh, playoffs. You know, here they are punting eight times when it's five and a half over under. Right. <laughs> Whatever. Oops. Whoops. Oopsies. Um. So yeah, Super Bowl is gonna be awesome, man. And we're not gonna preview all that right now, but I'm I'm stoked about it. I'm always stoked about it. It doesn't matter who's playing the Super Bowl, man. Usually it's the Super Bowl, but these two teams are exciting. This is the youngest pairing of quarterbacks, um, in, in Super Bowl history. The first time two African American quarterbacks are playing each other in Super Bowl history. I think both of those are really cool. Um, these teams are exciting. These players are exciting. They've got some real superstars on the team. I want to see what the Eagles can do, man. I want to see what yeah. they can do. True. See if they are legit. If they're if they're going to be here to stay, you know, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, both these teams too, man. I mean, 
I know they got a couple of old hats on the on the Chiefs. Although, how old is Juju? I feel like he's old, but he's not. He's probably what, like twenty seven. <laughs> well, he was a guy who was like nineteen or twenty when he entered the league. He was one of those guys that they kept saying like, like Valus Jones, you know, for the Bears is like a twenty five year old rookie, and they're talking yeah. about how like. Darnell Mooney's a third-year player, and he's younger than Valus Jones. All this kind of stuff. Like Juju was that guy for a while. They kept getting new rookies, and and he was still the youngest guy. Yeah, he was very young coming. I think he turned twenty-one in the NFL. So I think he was like he was like super young coming in. Uh, So he's still probably yeah he's probably twenty-six or twenty. Yeah, he's probably like that. Yikes! Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Can't wait to preview that one. All right, so I know you're gonna want to be talking about this. Let's talk about the NFL playoff challenge update, shall we? NFL playoff challenge. Yeah, I've heard of that. You know, you're doing all right. So yeah. I went all in. I went all in on the uh, Niners. So that that was great. Uh, Brock Purdy got me minus one point. So that was fun. Yikes. Yeah. So I'm I'm basically done, uh, which is fine. I went for it. I put all my eggs in the basket. Man. Hey, if it if the Niners were here, everyone I'd be looking like the smartest guy in the room. But yep. uh, happens happens but yep i hear you you're looking, you're looking good i mean i know you're gonna have to replace a couple guys but the fact that you got uh mahomes gonna be getting you quadruple points i mean that's yep. that's big time and i mean you still luckily you saw Devonte smith in there and obviously travis kelsey but i feel like everyone at this point is travis kelsey except for a couple who went with george kittle which then they're screwed uh, they're screwed yeah. first of all has just been a beast anyway yeah uh, i mean obviously you still got jerick mckinnon so you have three guys still in there which excuse me four guys which are going to get you three are getting me four x Devontae's yeah. is getting me double which to be in the super bowl with that many people that's cash money right there so yeah we'll see i mean mahomes is the only real difference maker here and that's what i'm really banking on him yep. carrying it for me because no one else has a four x quarterback true and i think the next best is uh one guy actually took mahomes after the first after round, the first they had Josh yeah. Allen first. He had Josh oh. Allen, who won his first round game, and rather than get double Josh Allen points, he switched to Mahomes, which turns out to be a smart, a smart play. Smart play, but um, but he still had Niners and Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase. So uh, yeah, so he's probably not going to get there. But um, I need McKinnon to do something, man. I need McKinnon, he has been really quiet. I'm getting two to four points from him each week, and and it turns into six or twelve with the multipliers, but. Not not much. not much. So I need him to do something more than that. Um, and then I need Mahomes to have a Mahomes kind of game. <laughs> um, or at least be like if he's equal to Jalen Hurts, that's fine with me because then I get four times whatever that is. And that's a big, big bump, you know. That is a big bump. Um, but, but I've got I've got some ideas of what I want to do with my lineup uh moving forward. Some pretty obvious choices and maybe one or two surprises. We'll see. Ooh, I like a surprise. Very fun. Very nice. Yep. Okay. Our boy Drader pivoted to the Eagles whenever the uh um I think he had I forget who else he had. Oh, I think he said Bengals. He had a bunch, he had some Bengals in there. And so he switched his Bengals players to Eagles. Um well no, he didn't switch any. No, he switched Bill. I guess Bill's players. Yeah, he had Stefan Diggs, he made that Devontae Smith, and he always had Miles Sanders, so that that's been paying out for him big time. That's true. Um, so that actually it was just Devontae. That was the big that was the switch. Okay, so he's he did Devontae like I did. Uh, Miles Sanders has been doing pretty well for him. So he's got to change out his kicker and his defense just like I did. Change and out his Jamar. quarterback and his running back. <laughs> but he's got to change out Mixon and, and Burrow. So he's going to he's gonna struggle there, but he's getting 4X on Miles Sanders, um, which is good. So that's that's kind of an X factor for him. Yeah. Um, it's going to be Sanders versus McKinnon Mahomes. and Mahomes. 
I like my chances, but you never know. You never know. And I'm only a couple points behind him, I think. Uh, 13. Is there's a chance? There's a chance. There's a chance. Well, yeah, let's see. Uh, yeah, it's close. It's close. But I think I think you should be all right. We'll see. We'll see. We will see. I am not all right. <laughs> You're not all right. I am not all right. You're done. You're done, though. That's thinking. Um, the Gelfan Gaggle. Speaking of not all right, <laughs> the Gelfan Gaggle did us dirty, man. <laughs> it did. I thought it was going to be a little, it was a little more lighter choices. So I was like, oh, yeah. Ugh, still pretty rough. We are not smart people. I think we've said that many times. Or are we but, just uh, trying to outsmart each other with our picks? Like, oh, here we go. Let's just see, get all clever on all this. And then it's just too difficult. <laughs> it's too difficult choices. So let's recap here. Um, yes. Who will have more completions, Brock Purdy or Jalen Hurts? This sucks. Sucks for you. <laughs> uh, Jalen Hurts didn't have a lot, but that sucks for you. But uh, definitely Jalen Hurts. <laughs> definitely Jalen Hurts. Um, first reception. First reception for the Eagles. I called this one. I said it'd be AJ Brown. He'd been chirping. He was not happy about not getting the ball more. You took the field. It was AJ Devontae or the field. I think you thought it would be Dallas Goddard. Not a bad. Not a bad call. But it was AJ Brown. It was AJ. So I started out two and two there. Two for two there. Um, the Eagle with the most rushing touchdowns. This was kind of wild because Miles Sanders just went off, had two touchdowns himself. Yep. Uh, Jalen did get a touchdown. but and so did not, Boston Scott. <laughs> so did Boston Scott. Not as many as Miles Sanders, though. So Sanders was the right call. We took Jalen. Over under Kittle targets. You were right on this one. Under five and a half. Um, again, when Purdy came in the second time after he'd been injured, he threw the ball twice, and they were both behind the line of scrimmage screen passes. Mm-hmm. And – they ran like 10 straight plays that were runs. I mean, you just, he could not throw the ball. I don't know if that changed or not. Kittle had four targets. Um, you like, obviously you'd think, Hey, if Brock Purdy's in there longer, they would have been able to throw the ball more. Josh but, Johnson you know. hit Kittle for like a 20 yard game. There you go. Um, but same, same is true of like Purdy completion. So I feel like that's, right. that's your, that's your penance for getting that one. Right. <laughs> All right. Longest run for the 49ers. We both took CMC. It was CMC by a lot. He had like a 27 yarder or something. Ripped one off. Um, the duo with more total yards, Debo and Ayuk, or AJ and Devontae. Again, AJ and Devontae did me right. I went all in on the 49ers on every Debo time. had minus nine rushing yards. <laughs> <laughs> he had like 24 total yards. He had 33 receiving yards and minus nine rushing yards. And Ayuk uh, had like one catch for 10 yards or something. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's pretty easy. That was dead. Not that Devontae and AJ blew it out. I mean, they didn't have to pass the ball that much, honestly. Jalen no, didn't have to do much. Carving up on the ground. They just carved him up. Uh, more rushing yards in the Chiefs, Bengals, Burrow, or Mahomes. I foolishly took Mahomes on a bum ankle, who kind of tried to make it close there at the end. Uh, but Burrow did have Burrow had rushing like yards on his team. Or something. <laughs> he had like 30. He was like led his team in rushing. Yeah. Which is sad for Joe Mixon, who, to your point, sucks. Sucks. First catch for the Chiefs. Travis Kelsey, Juju, or the field. You were heavy on Travis Kelsey. I took the field and thought too many other mouths to feed. It was the field. It was Isaiah Pacheco. Actually. Isaiah Pacheco. <laughs> uh, speaking of Pacheco, total yards. Pacheco or McKinnon. We both went Pacheco. It was Pacheco. Greater number. This was really uh, cool. This was a fun one. I liked this one. <laughs> Joe Burrow attempts or Hayden Hurst receiving yards. And the total came down to 41 to 37. This was a close one. But we both took Hayden Hurst, and it was Joe Burrow attempts. 41 Damn. attempts. Hayden Hurst there at the end caught a, a couple of long passes. And I was like, oh, let's go, Hayden Hurst. <laughs> uh, will Joe Burrow score a touchdown? I feel like this is a layup. <laughs> we both said no. 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 
not going to happen. And then over under five and a half total punts. I already mentioned this one. I'm salty about it. We, we both took up. under wishful thinking. It was over. So um, I did crush you though. Seven to five. This Rushed. Week. Seven Absolutely. out of 12 for me this week. Five out of 12 for you. That brings our totals to 14 out of 36 for you. 39%. And 17 out of 36 for me at 47%. So we were nice. both terrible. We were both below 500. We are murdering this whole not where you want to be <laughs> you got some prop bets call us for advice that's you right know. we are Don't not your guys so um glad i didn't put any money down this weekend um <laughs> whatever yeah that happens but yeah it's gonna be good it's back in wait it's arizona that's right it is in arizona so it will be uh, temperature controlled <laughs> it will be t- and both teams have to go across the country so you're you're a thing that you don't have to worry about that listen you know what's funny about that have to go my father-in-law an <laughs> old man an old man a, during the game you know it is tough for these they look, West teams they look tired. to go across country <laughs> and play in the cold he did say that they look they look tired they, they look tired from that flight. No sleep Man, it was the flight and the cold weather um, listen, home field advantage is a thing, so that that does matter, and especially in January. Well, going back to Wake Forest basketball, we played at the University of New Mexico, and that's actually that was actually a beastly New Mexico team. Remember Danny Granger? Oh yeah, uh, he was on that team, and they were yeah. they were good, and it was a, very much a trap game for us. So we played at their place. It's called the Pit, and it's literally one of the steepest you know arenas in there. It's just like literally straight down. You're playing at the bottom of this pit, but about the home court advantage where you're playing in albuquerque it's a mile above sea level and there are literally signs plastered everywhere in your visiting locker room on the tunnel coming onto the court just so you know we're a mile above sea level you're gonna feel lightheaded if you exert too much energy you might i'm like shit man like this and they're just trying to psych him out yeah (laughs) did not psych me out i I think i've told the story before but it was during our shoot around skip wanted me to make sure no one was watching our practice he made me go up to the damn concourse. I almost died just because <laughs> of oxygen loss. Never climbed uh, that many stairs before, and the, <laughs> and the oxygen loss, of course. Oh, the stairs are fine, but honestly, like I got halfway up, my oh my god, <laughs> I can't breathe. This is bad. Uh, it was it was a thing. Though. It was wow. a real thing. It was definitely real, real. Not because so, yeah. you had eaten three personal pan pizzas from Pizza Hut and an order of breadsticks. Oh, uh, that was yeah. after. That was That's after. after. <laughs> <laughs> I had to recover. I needed my recovery fuel. <laughs> what were those pizzas that used to sell in the uh, basketball arenas? They were there were some like oh god, they were uh, crap. They were uh, sorry with an F. It was some Italian word that Paisanos or something. Made it sound like they were good, and that was like Fusilli's or something. That's like a type of pasta, but something <laughs> like that. Where Fusilli like, Jerry. I was like, no, these yeah. were these are bad. These are bad. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. so. That does so, it for the uh, championship week recap. So we got a week off now from football action. I guess the Pro Bowl games. Flag football for the Pro Bowl. And they're also, aren't they doing like games? Like doing like contests and competitions? They've done some skill challenges already. What? Already? Yeah. I saw Graham Gano won some tic-tac-toe. <laughs> thing. I, I don't know. I think they're like already out there. I don't know. Damn it. Well, that sucks. That would have been fun. Tic-tac-toe. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna have a tic-tac-toe. I think they called it nice. very clever, very clever. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna have a couple weeks to prepare for said Super Bowl, but don't worry, we will. So until next time, keep on holding. Fold it. Fold it.